0: hello and welcome back to the podcast it's been a quick moment don't know why i said that it's been about two weeks um since i posted it um a podcast i took a week off because of the new year and also because There's just been some very gross things happening in the world, and um, we're back into lockdown, Um, and Trump supporters, I wouldn't say they've lost their minds, because they're clearly already far gone, but they proceeded to, you know, attack the Capitol, and although that doesn't affect us, technically here in Canada it has sparked some Trump rallies in Canada which is disgusting um it's I find it interesting that people you know won't stand for the Black Lives Matter movement and then continue to do things that just prove how important that movement is well this isn't a political podcast at all um but it's definitely sad to see what happened during the protests the peaceful protests and then to look at the attack of the capital and not even to not even to state that the whole you know terrorist movement that they have committed even made any sense what were you planning on doing what was what was storming getting into the building doing for you? Did you, like it looked? It, it genuinely looked like a game of capture the flag. They just like sending people in there, and it's just like what the fuck is even going on? So I mean, if you don't support the Black Lives Matter movement, then don't fucking listen to my podcast. Uh, we clearly, you know, clearly you're lacking moral value. So go ahead and go fix that. Um, but it's it's interesting when the world suddenly turns into the Hunger Games series right in front of our eyes and not even the Hunger Games jumping right to like the third movie I don't know I haven't seen the Hunger Games movies in a while but that's what it felt like and it wasn't a good cause so Trump supporters fuck you um and anyways we're just gonna move on from that because uh let's turn a positive up note um new season of The Bachelor everybody let's get excited first black bachelor, his name is, I actually don't know, it's, it's a M, maybe it's Mark or Matt, Matt? Matt sounds right, but I'm pretty sure it's Mike, either way, um, you know what happens, uh, you know, when they get a very tall bachelor, a lot of, um, women just absolutely love that, so it was very interesting, I watched the first episode on monday with my entire family um it was so cringy that i had to actively talk myself through the entire episode because like otherwise i think my body would just like break in half on how cringy it was i know listen i know the formula of the bachelor i understand the need to have a good first impression but what's not a good first impression is to show up and get out of the limo limo, and then this one girl oh my god it's so cringy I can't even get the words out so she gets out of the limo and she tells this story about how this thing has helped her and then she proceeds to pull out a vibrator okay that's bad enough okay but then she goes cool that's great she goes into the house and then proceeds to interrupt a conversation between um marcus and the girl and then to interrupt she taps the girl with the vibrator that's just disrespectful okay you do what you gotta do to make a first impression but let's not attack people with sex toys okay that's a little too far and you could barely even of course it was like blurred out because like abc can't get sued but it's like what the and girls were. one girl showed up on a tandem bicycle and she's like, Marvin, get on. Like, girl, girl, no, 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 no. Get off the fucking bicycle, okay? Why are you on a tan? The tandem bicycle is stupidest thing I ever heard. Stupidest thing I ever heard. There isn't no single person in the world that I'd want to get on a, a two man bicycle with. No one. That's not the. Dude, get your own bike. Give me some space. Okay? Oh, just, it's like, it's like getting into, like, it's like, I was gonna say getting into a canoe, (laughs) but, like, canoes is definitely a two-person thing, and then I was gonna say kayak, but kayak is for sure can be a two-person thing, but a bike, one-man thing. It's like getting onto a two-man unicycle. Trouble. Trouble. What was some of the other stupid shit these ladies pulled? Like, one girl walked up to him without a dress on, um, so, and then pulled a rack of dresses behind her and asked her which one to wear, and then she put the dress on in the house, but then no one remembered who the fuck she was, because she wasn't not wearing the dress in the first impression, so you're like, who is this girl? Not that you can, who can, poor M, I'm just gonna call him M, because I generally don't know his name, um, because, I can't- these girls are coming in, I can't remember one of their names. I can't. I can't remember anybody's name, and this poor guy- I know he's got a fucking cheat sheet or some shit, because you meet these girls, you meet them for one night, and then you have to, like, speak on which ones you want to keep? You don't even know your names? It's a mess. I hate The Bachelor. I will refuse to- I'll never talk about The Bachelor again. That is my promise. On to bigger and worse things- I would simply like to put out a PSA um, to all NBA refs. If I see you in person and you're wearing a ref uniform, which is the only way I'd be able to tell who you are because I would never remember your face, and you are a man, prepare to get your ass beat. Okay? I don't know what's going on with these refs. I don't know who's their superior, but I'd like to talk to them. I just finished watching a Raptors game. Raptors vs. Warriors, first of all, who the fuck decided to paint the Warriors court highlighter yellow? It, it it I simply watched two minutes of the game I had a headache because the entire TV screen is the worst shade of yellow I've ever seen in my entire life. You know how stupid men look running across a neon yellow court? Stupid. Also, Steph Curry? Stupid. Like, where were you? Where were you? You. Oh, wait. You were non-existent in the game, sir. I am not attacking Steph Curry. But you have to admit he's got a very punchable face. Okay, listen, inside of COVID, outside of COVID, let's just keep our mouth guard in our mouth, okay? It's not a piece of gum. Don't wear it or wear it. Let's not have this in-between phase where you look three years old, sitting on the court, chewing your mouth guard like it's a pacifier is it a pacifier, Steph Curry? No. Put your mouth guard in your mouth. Anyways, Raptors playing an okay game. Warriors playing an okay game. It was a messy game overall, but to lose the game by one point, single-handedly by the referees and Lee, who I guess was out there playing karate. I don't know he kicked his foot so high, I was like, oh my god, you must be a professional dancer. Friends, I probably have no idea what I'm talking about because you didn't just watch the game. But all I know is that every single NBA ref is personally out for the Raptors. And tonight proved it again. And I'll t- stop talking about fucking basketball because I'm not wasting my breath on bullshit. Um, so, like I said, this is the first podcast of the new year. So, happy 2021 to you guys. Um, but let's, let me set my stance clearly on this. 2021 and and the change of December 31st to January 1st is just like any other day, right? It's just like the same thing that is happening right now on I'm filming this on the 10th, tomorrow will be 11th, time will have passed, and that's just life. I'm so sick of people using the cha- the new year as a, you know, a stepping stool to be a better person. Hey, if you want to be a better person and accomplish more, you can start that any day of the week, any day of the year. I couldn't care less. But to have so much emphasis... On needing new year's resolutions makes me want to take a pair of scissors and shove it into my eye i don't want any resolutions okay as much as i love a to-do list this isn't a to-do list this is bullshit that you're trying to accomplish that first of all you're never gonna do here's what here's what i know here's what i know if you're gonna set a goal Make it something you can accomplish. That's going to help you with your self-esteem. But to set some ridiculous goals that you're not going to accomplish is stupid. And the idea that people are like, it's a new year. COVID's late. Like, COVID's not going anywhere. Just because the clock struck midnight doesn't mean COVID's turning into a pumpkin again. Okay? Yeah, that was a Cinderella reference. Maybe? I don't know. I haven't seen Cinderella in a very long time, but I'm pretty sure the thing turns into a pumpkin. So that's the reference I'm going to make. So, everybody listening, if you have New Year's resolutions, take a black Sharpie. Go to your New Year's resolutions. Cross out the title that says New Year's resolutions. And then replace it with things I'm trying to do to be a better person. Okay. How's that? How's that for new year, new me? Okay? No need. So for me, the new year obviously really doesn't mean much other than the start of a new semester of school. So you know what, guys? This is going up tomorrow. I was going to say September 11th. Definitely not... Sev- oh, that's... I'm so sorry to bring up 9-11 like that. That's not what I meant. Um, January 11th is what I was meaning. <laughs> January 11th, uh, the start of a new semester for many of us. So absolutely good luck to you all in your educational endeavors. Um, It's exciting uh, and also just not terrifying, but annoying, you know. But we're back to it. We're back in school. Um, So maybe put all your effort of New Year's resolutions into your classes Okay, and I need to look at my list, because otherwise I'll just talk about bullshit for the next 45 minutes. My brain is in 75 different directions, and that is just life. Anyways, okay, um, i got to knock a couple things off my chest, because, um, one of my friends was listening to the podcast, and she texted me, and she let me know the horrible fact that, um... The NASCAR tire changer people make upwards of $350,000 a year. Um, So if that fact doesn't boil your blood, um, then you clearly uh, are losing your mind and clearly um, don't understand how absolutely fucked that is. Um, Like that kind of money is reserved for doctors and doctors only. Um, because they put in the educational work, they put in the technical work, and they put in the time, and the constant nerf of losing lives is what deserves $350,000 a year. Not a five foot two man that turns a piece of rubber, and I can't get back into it, because I made my point clear, and I can't get back into it because it's making me angry just thinking about it, but I just have to let... You guys know, that horrible statistical fact. Disgusting. Um, Which, another thing, I did make a podcast that I never released talking about um, facts that irritate me, and it just ended up not being uh, good, but it confuses me when I go to talk about things because I recorded it that I think I've talked about this, but I don't think I've talked about this. So here I bring to you something that simply keeps me awake at night. And that is grown adults who have Disney obsessions. Now listen, I'm not here to attack, attacked is, no, attack uh, my man, my man, Walt. Although he probably wasn't a nice man. The Disney movies are for children. They're made for children, Right? um, I simply won't put in the time to watch them again, but there's a clear difference between watching, like, a Disney movie, and then, like, a DreamWorks movie, no attack on Disney, but DreamWorks movies pack a punch, they, (laughs) ew, why did I just say that, oh my god, I'm gonna throw up, I don't even, I think I have to cut that out, oh my god, I can't, That was the most disgusting... I just felt like I was on The Bachelor. That's something they would say on The Bachelor. Anyways. DreamWorks movies like The Grinch and The Cat in the Hat. That's all that I can really remember. But The Cat in the Hat simply is one of the greatest movies of all time. Especially a children's movie. Because it entertains the children because it's the same, like... Not fairy tale, but, you know, Dr. Seuss. That's it. The Dr. Seuss book. But then also hires comedians... You know, like Mike Myers, Alec Baldwin, who make the f- the movie genuinely funny in their mannerisms, but they also have lots of you know adult jokes and innuendos built into the to the to the script. That's the word. So, Cat in the Hat, a level movie. If you haven't seen the Cat in the Hat in a while, I'm telling you to turn this podcast off and go watch the Cat in the Hat. You may have to find it on a bit of an illegal website. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just stating it. That's a fact. It's not on Netflix. But it's simply 10 out of 10 perfection. Now, every other Disney movie that's ever been created is nothing compared to that movie. One, because most of them are cartoons. And two, because most of them are based off of stupid women. You know? And the whole premise of them all is just so irritating. It makes like want to punch a wall and they're also just not funny and I'm sorry if I'm someone who wants you know a joke every once in a while but I don't want to watch a princess movie so for grown adults to openly have this obsession is utterly embarrassing like grown adults who have Disney merchandise like if you're out there wearing like one of those Mickey Mouse hats, like a hat with the ears on it? You're crazy. If you're paying $87,000 to take a trip to Disney World Land Park, I don't know, fuck the got 17,000 of them, what are you doing? And parents, let me tell you one thing. You could take your kids to Disney, but make it an age that they will remember. Because I went to Disney as a child, no recollection, Nothing. No memories. You want to know why? Because I was seven. And luckily, I don't have any memories from seven. But it's so fucking expensive. For the whole quote-unquote, like, immersion... Okay, why can't I say fucking words today? Like, the whole experience. Right? Like, it was stupid. Like, we went to Disneyland went to the gift shop, bought a book, like a notebook, Disney themed notebook. We went around to the parks and got probably not so nice people working minimum wage in like chipmunk costumes and all the fucking Disney costumes. And we got them. We got their signatures. That was the thing back. That was the thing when we went to get all the different characters signatures. And what? Where's that book in a landfill? That's where the fucking book is. And it's not even, thinking about it doesn't even make any sense. Why would I want the signature of a chipmunk? I don't even remember what the chipmunks were, who they were. But Chippy is what's coming to mind. So Chippy the chipmunk. Or Pluto. Pluto, I remember seeing, Pl- there's a picture with me of Pluto. The poor guys in the costume having to fucking memorize a signature of Pluto. Hey, Pluto's a dog. You can't fucking sign a piece of paper. He's also not eight feet tall, so why am I getting a picture with him? It makes me so mad. It's like Santa. It's, it's it's all like what? Oh my God! Why are these kids? So, not to attack the kids, but why are they so dumb? And then also when we went. You we used to like get the used to again pay seventy five dollars for a lanyard. That's probably worth ten cents. And then you would go around to all the different little kiosks they have and buy pins, like with different types of pins. And then you could, like, trade your pins. Cool, where are the pins now? Where are your pins now, kids? In the garbage. Because once you left Disney, who are you going to trade with? Me and my sisters, we definitely could a trade, but that gets old real quick. But we were so excited for it. My parents paid, like, legitimately $7 for a pin. And it's just, everything is, like, like the the marketing is simply genius, but the fact that we're all falling for it and paying like twenty four dollars for a pancake in the shape of a mouse's head is kind of ridiculous. So for grown adults to like pay that much money to go and like go on the stupid rides, the like themed of Disney movies, like a ride's a ride, a roller coaster is a roller coaster. You won't see me on one, but I'll tell you they're all the same. They all go fast, they all go up and down, and they all make you feel like you're dying, but that's just my personal opinion on the death thing, but, like, why, why? My question is just why? It's so embarrassing for you to openly, like, save up all of your money, all of your hard-earned money, and then buy you and your boyfriend a pass to Disneyland. Go to Six Flags! go to Canada's Wonderland I don't know go to the mall but don't go to Disney it's not worth it and stop watching Disney movies stop paying for Disney plus unless you're simply watching the family channel shows I went back and watched my uh, my uh, my younger sister convinced my mother to buy Disney plus and um we've had it for a couple of months and I'll tell you how many Disney movies I watched Zero. Well, I guess technically Disney movies. But the Family Channel movies and the Family Channel shows are still fire. Certain ones. Like The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody is genuinely still funny. I don't know how they did it back in the day, but like that shit, Phineas and Ferb, I can watch that again. Camp Rock? Sign me up. High School Musical? One and two? Sign me up. The third one? Can't watch that again. What a disaster. But if you're buying, paying for Disney Plus to watch cartoon movies in your parents' basement, then you need to do some major life reflections. You need to take a moment and wonder, why do I have no friends? Why are my days without sunshine? And I'll tell you what the answer is. It's because you have a Disney obsession. So go get some help. Um, anyways, um, I saw, you know, uh, my TikTok feed, in case you guys are wondering, is no longer in French. Um, there's some questionable things still on it. But what I saw a TikTok that angered me to the core the other day was and that I got something I completely forgot about because people just aren't out in public these days and I'm not strolling around park not that I would I was gonna say strolling around parks not that I'll ever stroll around a park but what I haven't seen in a while maybe it's because it's winter time is kids on leashes now (laughs) that's what I'll never ever 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 understand right get a dog put it on a leash but if you train the dog Technically, it should still be on a leash because of the reputation that dogs have. But if you train a dog, it really doesn't need to be on a leash if it's well-behaved, right? That's a dog. Your child should never be on a leash. Those weird backpacks that you put on them, they're like, I'm wearing a backpack. And then you strap a rope onto them so that they don't run away. Like, are you, are you, are you raising it or are you just... Or you did you just give up? Every anytime I see someone with a kid on a leash, I'm just like, oh, so they gave up on parenting. Like if you genuinely have to physically hold on to a rope attached to your child, otherwise they they're gone. That's something we need to work on inside the house. Okay. Because at what age does the kid learn to not need to be on a leash? Like eventually they're gonna have to go to like school. And, like, be able to, like, sit down in a chair and not run away. Like, like people talk about animal cruelty. Let's talk about, let's let's forget all about that and realize that there's still children on leashes. And there's some people out there who have, like, two kids, two leashes going. And it genuinely looks like they're walking a dog because these kids are actually trying to run away. Like, if I, I genuinely, like, if I saw someone in public with a kid on a leash, I would absolutely burst out laughing. It's not, it, it's simply the, the funniest thing ever, because, like, there's a child on a leash, and I simply can't, it's giving me bad vibes, because it just is. But I, it's something that I haven't seen in a while, and I think it's something that society has deemed not so nice um, not that I think it's, like, inhuman. It's not, it's not bad to... Well, it is bad to keep your kid on a leash, but not because they're on a leash, because they can't... It's because they can't control themselves, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a parent. I haven't raised a child. But if I did, I sure as hell wouldn't put it on a leash. If my kid needed to be on the leash, my kid isn't leaving the house. Like, if your kid is that... is struggling that much with being able to, you know, stay close... And I guess I really understand it, because, like... Running away from my parents as a child was something that I would never do. I was actively like, being like I could I can never leave their side because uh, death will become me. But that there's children out there like in public not giving a shit being like I'm in a grocery store or I'm in Walmart. Walmart's definitely a place where you see kids on leashes. I'm in Walmart and I'm just gonna book it in any direction. <laughs> Like, that just takes some balls. So you know what? I take it back. Kids on leashes is where it's at because kids on leashes are unpredictable. That's what I want. I want a child to be unpredictable. Not my child. But, like, it takes a real child to be like, peace, mom. I'm going to go run towards the cookies. So, kids on leashes, I take it all back. I completely don't support putting kids on leashes because it's limiting their potential for running. Like, do you think, like, there's a reason why Usain Bolt's the fastest man alive, is because he was never on a leash. Think about all the kids that were on leashes and how fast they could have been if they were leashless. <laughs> that didn't sound good. Okay. Think about how incredible their like acceleration is and how quick their starts are like they're so quick but you may be limiting their potential by putting them on a leash so if your kid's a kid that needs to be on a leash get them immediately into training for running I don't know what that looks like because I don't run but they I think that that is a major sense of speed and again I'm getting off track because I'm not the Olympic coordinator, okay, I don't work for Team Canada, but what I'm saying is get your kid into a sport, get them an outlet for that energy, you know, we all had that kid in our elementary school class who ate a single Skittle and then had an an entire sugar rush rampage, right, So, so what we learned from that is one, That kid simply wanted attention. And two, that kid needs an outlet. So, for example, drawing. You know? Or track and field. Or maybe they get their energy out by swimming. (laughs) I'm simply just trying to think of activities. Um, Maybe they need something to bring them peace. um, Like like maybe doing a puzzle. Um, I'll let you guys in on a little secret. I absolutely love puzzles. I am a puzzler through and through. Not embarrassed to be a puzzler. I would be embarrassed if I was a Disney fan. But I'm telling you guys, I don't know what it is about maybe it's the maybe it's the fresh air in my lungs. I don't know why I said that. I haven't left the house in three days. Maybe it's just the deep winter seasonal depression that's hitting me. But I have been knocking out puzzles left, right, center. 500 pieces. 550 pieces? 750. 1,000? No problem. Give me a puzzle? I'll do it. I am absolutely killing the game. I'm actually in the middle of a puzzle. I took a break from my puzzle to film this. You're welcome. I didn't even break from the puzzle during the Raptors game. I broke from the puzzle to record this episode. And it does bring you much be- There's, You know what? There's something beautiful about taking a moment in the day to reflect through a puzzle. Because it's just so satisfying when you get a piece to work. Maybe I'll do a puzzle tutorial, because I think I have a really good system on how to do a puzzle and how to organize that fucking shit. But there's something so magical about having a 500-piece puzzle and knowing that you're going to have 500 small moments of joy by putting that puzzle together. So, back from the puzzle break. Um, it's... It's interesting to be back into such a strict quarantine again, and it's making me think of the moments that happened during the initial lockdown, because it's it's, it's probably as strict as it was, so it's almost as strict as it was in the very beginning of the pandemic, when we were in lockdown, and I was talking with my mother, and we were, you know, I have a cat, if you guys don't know, his name's Carlos, he's actively scratching my door to get into Um, see me, but he's disruptive, um, and he can't talk, and therefore can't contribute to the podcast, so I won't let him in, but something interesting happened to Carlos um, during the pandemic, and the pandemic actually saved his life, which is rare, so I'll tell you the story. I'll set the scene for you guys. It was sometime during the first part of the pandemic, (laughs) and it was a, it was an uneventful day, maybe a Tuesday, maybe a Wednesday, no, it was definitely weekend, um, clearly, this is memory, so fresh in my head, I was downstairs in my room, relaxing, probably watching an episode of Pretty Little Liars, which I might, I, I, that's a completely... I'll pause the story, come back, go to Pretty Little Liars. I hate that show. I hate it so much, and that's exactly why I watched every single episode. And maybe I'll do a bonus episode dedicated to Pretty Little Liars, because it, it, it'll be probably a shorter one that most people don't care about because they don't want to show, but maybe I'll do that. Anyways, aimlessly watching Pretty Little Liars, the cat is downstairs with me. And all of a sudden, the cat gets up, does a stretch, classic, and then falls right off the couch, my hand eye reflexes are pretty good, but I was not catching this cat, the cat falls off the couch, which is very rare for cats, because they don't fall off things, and if he did, like, it was, like, weird, because it was just out, let's say out of character for Carlos, and on the floor, and I'm like, what the fuck, Carlos, get your shit together, and then he starts screaming, like, screaming, like, I've never heard this cat scream, like, it was terrifying, and, like, he's trying to walk, and he can't walk, and I'm, like, oh my god, maybe he just, like, broke his back, or something, I don't know, I don't remember what I thought, I'm not a cat expert, I don't know the anatomy of a cat, but it looked like he was in severe pain, and, like, he's just actively trying to walk away, and, like, can't walk, and is, like, shaking back and forth, and I just look, look him in the eyes, and his eyes are, like, shaking back and forth, like, he's, like, like, he, he's tripping, like, he's on acid, like, his eyes are, since you guys know exactly what that sound means, it's his eyes going back and forth, and just screaming, i like, what the fuck, 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 what what's going on with the cat, and it's, like, 1 a.m., so I'm, like, nobody else is awake, it's just me and my mom home, so I'm, like, okay, we need to get back up, so I ran upstairs to my mom, and I'm, like, I don't know what the fuck's happening with the cat, but he's losing his mind, so my mom comes down and he's still doing the same thing, just like screaming. Um, and so my mom brought him upstairs because I was getting a little bit emotional because it was simply traumatizing. If you ever ever, you know, it, and it's like you don't know what's going on. And He's a young cat. He was, we got him from the shelter when he was, they said he was nine months. I don't believe it because he was, we had a cat, our previous cat, Skye who was the, like, the reincarnation of Satan, um, and we got her as a small kitten, and she terrorized our lives for nine straight months, she, um, genuinely had a, a vendetta against us all, um, she ripped our furnitures to shreds, she would act like she would just pee on everybody's bed, there was one night where I, where I was like, oh, this guy's in my room, It's so, sweet, and I went to get into my bed, and she had just absolutely peed in it, I'm like, what the actual fuck, what the actual fuck, and then I'm like, fuck this cat, so I'm gonna go sleep in my sister's room, um, she had peed in my sister's room, <laughs> on my sister's bed, and I'm like, you know what, good thing, Sky, I had two sisters, go to my other sister's room, also peed in her bed, um, So, and you know what? I don't know what we did to deserve that kind of action from the cat, but we didn't like her. Um, And I let her out one day. It was later than I should have let her out. You know, it was late at night, but she wanted to go out. So I let her out and let's just say she didn't come back the very next day. Or ever again so I assume she's in hell um with her father um Satan so that was our impression of cats and so when she ran away she was like nine months and she, I know the size the size of her she was quite small but still nine months is like a kitten so we got Carlos and he was apparently nine months but he was 17 times the size of Skye So he was, like, a full-grown adult, and he still continues to grow, and it's kind of scary, because he's, like, very, genuinely a very big cat. Anyways, he's losing his mind. He's a young cat. We don't know what the fuck's going on, but this isn't something that this young cat should go through. It's no, it's no elderly cat things, like, typical things that cats die of. I don't know what cats die of. I don't know where I'm going with this, but let's just say it was early in his life, and he wasn't, die- like, there's no need for a natural cause of death right now. If you're following the story, congratulations, you've just won a prize, because I don't even know what I'm saying. Anyways, he should be completely healthy. And I'm, like, fucking crying because this cat is what looks to be dying in front of me. Um, and so then my mom brings him upstairs, and I can hear him from the basement still screaming so I absolutely pulled myself together walked back up the stairs Carlos was like leaning again my mom got him like leaning against a wall and I guess that like to help him be less dizzy I don't know he was let's just say he was a fucking mess and then he screamed for like three hours and me and mom were just like what can the fuck can we do like we'd try and hold him but then he would like get more angry and so he eventually calmed down and then my mom was holding him, and we were gently, like, looking at each other, and he would, like, slowly stop breathing, and, and then me and my mom, my mom would look at each other and be like, okay, that was it. And then, it like, straight away, he'd be like, like, <gasps> start breathing again, and I know it sounds dramatic, but it really, it really was that dramatic. Um, so, oh my god, what am I- sorry, um, god, everyone's trying to get a hold of me right now, anyways, and there was seriously about three times where that happened, like, where we had to check his pulse, because we thought he was dead, and so, eventually, at, like, five in the morning, we had, like, don't get us, don't, don't get, um, us mistaken for bad cats, parents, like, we called the vet, the 24-hour vet, and she was, like, um, yeah, like, it sounds like he's having a stroke, and that's what we concluded from my intense Googling session, that he was having a stroke, she's like, he's having a stroke, there's nothing that we can actually do to get it to stop, so just, that's that, like, she basically was like, there's nothing you can do, just let it pan out, okay, so we're like, okay, great, so it was like, five in the morning, I finally go to bed, he's like, sleeping, could be dead, I don't know, my mom's sleeping literally on the harbor floor next to him. Like what a sweetie, and so I get up like maybe like 10 a.m. and I'm like okay I'm about to walk up and there's gonna be a dead cat in the living room. Like there was no doubt in my mind that this cat was going to to not make it through the night. And so I get to the top of the stairs and he's still fucking breathing. And we're like what the fuck? This cat has literally been on death's door every other second. Like, we, my mom's like, why the fuck did I sleep on the goddamn floor all night if the cat wasn't gonna die? (laughs) Like, I'm glad he didn't die, but, like, we're like, what the fuck? So then we realized that my sister Mackenzie is coming home, and, well, we need to get her home now because we need to take this cat to the vet now that the vet's, like, open because we're gonna have to put this cat down. Like, he's still not okay. Like, he's still not, he's not screaming, but his eyes are still going crazy, and he just looks like like shit so then I'm like okay sweet my sister comes home and this cat is my sister's everything okay and he's a really good cat but I don't know she just loves this 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 cat a little too much so my sister comes home it's immediate waterworks the whole family's crying over the fact that we have to now get into the car drive the cat to the vet and put the cat down. So, I'm driving the car because my mom's holding it. I'll be, me and my mom maybe had two hours of sleep. We're a fucking mess. And I'm in the car driving to the vet. It's, like, a horrible drive. Like, how sad. Everyone's still crying. We get to the vet. Everyone's saying goodbye to the cat. <laughs> like, we are genuinely, like, holding the cat, kissing him goodbye, knowing that he was going into that vet office for because of death and thanks to COVID like we couldn't go in with them so my mom went and like dropped him off into this like box and then they came and got him so we're sitting out there like in the parking lot for like what feels like over two hours I have a pounding headache I'm like I just really need some fucking coffee and my mom gets a call from the vet and the vet's like I don't I actually shouldn't I don't know what the vet's voice sounded like or the vet assistant's voice sounded like, but this is what in my mind this bitch was saying. She was like, um hi, so your cat didn't have a stroke. And I'm immediately looking at my mom, i like, Yes, the, the fucking cat had a stroke. I know the cat I'm not a vet, but I know a cat's stroke when I see one. <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, so it's he's he actually has an infection. And I'm like, That doesn't make any sense, Karen. Okay? Why did my cat have a three-hour episode if it was simply just an infection? Here comes the kicker, she goes. So, yeah, so we're going to give him um, some meds for the infection. And we can do some sort of weird um, injections. And she's basically telling us... She's basically lift it, listing off a bill of things that that's going to cure this cat. If it's an infection, Karen... Why are we giving him five different types of medication? My mom's like, yeah, I'm so sorry, but I'm not spending $18,000 on this cat. So what are my, you know, we thought we were bringing this cat in for, for death time. And she's like, yeah, we're like, I don't know if he's going to be okay, but like, it's going to cost you like $400 to put him down. My mom's like, what the fuck? Excuse me? And i I'll tell you one real quick thing about my mom is she's not someone who's going to be spending $400 on anything, let alone this cat. She's like, okay, just fucking give me the cat back. (laughs) She's like, I'm not fucking paying you for shit. And he was like a fairly expensive vet because it was like during the pandemic and like we had to go, they didn't like, it was like the emergency vet because we didn't have an appointment. My mom's like, I'm not paying $400 for anything. She's like, he needs the medication. Mom's like, hey, give me the medication and give my cat back. So I'm like, we don't need the medication because he had a stroke. He doesn't have an infection. He had a stroke? Okay? So they give us the cat back, and it's just a mix of emotions because, yay, the cat's not dead, but no yay, we're bringing the cat home to (laughs) die on its own because (laughs) the medication to kill the cat is too expensive. You know? Not that it- (laughs) no, I can't say that. okay. Anyways, we bring the cat home, and he doesn't eat for, like, five days. We can't get him to take the medication. We have barricaded him in a corner where he sat in his litter box <laughs> for five days. No movement. And all of a sudden, the cat starts to make a recovery. He looks like skin and bones at the end of the week. But then he starts eating. He starts running around. He starts clawing the couch. And we're like, oh my god. The bitch is back. And he was. This cat made a full recovery. Without the thousand dollars of medication the vet offered. And me and my mom looked at each other this this happened months ago so me and my mom look at each other today and she turns to me and she goes I'm just really glad we didn't commit cat murder no I, no she didn't say cat murder but she meant cat she's like I'm really glad we didn't put Carlos down and I'm like yeah now that I think about it if we would have actually put him down it would have just simply been murder because he clearly wasn't actually we thought we would be putting him out of his misery but he was clearly coming he clearly came through at the other end perfectly fine he's he's literally better than ever he's 100% recovered has yet had no symptoms since the one week of recovery he's literally perfectly fine and me and my mom were like thank god my mom's like thank god I'm cheap and didn't pay $400 to kill the cat because then what? We would never know we would have been cat murderers, but we would have been cat murderers. And since my past is a little bit murky on the cat murder side because I was the one that let Sky out and she never came back. Like, that's not necessarily cat murder. That's, like, accessory to the fact. Like, somebody had to do the final straw. But if we would have said yes to the injection because we thought we were, like, protecting him from pain, we would have genuinely been cat murderers. So not that I'm telling you guys to not put out your animals if they're in pain, but never listen to the vet. (laughs) No, no, that's not true. Listen to the vet, but understand that Google is your friend. And if you don't know if your cat's having a seizure, a stroke, sorry, give me a call review the symptoms i'll tell you whether or not he's having a stroke and then you call the vet because i just don't want you guys to be responsible for cat murder the way that me and my mom almost were okay so thank you to the cat gods for keeping carlos alive because he really is a really good cat and thank you um to the vet for being so expensive that my mom didn't want to pay for your medication anyways, I think that's where, (laughs) I think that's where our podcast leaves us, um, I don't want to say anything more, um, due to the fact that I might incriminate myself, but I, I will have to call that, what am I, oh my, like, honestly, I would genuinely like to apologize to you all, because there has been at least five moments during this podcast where I have looked into space. And completely forgot everything I was going to say. So I apologize. I mostly apologize because I'm not going to edit any of it out. Except for... No, I'm not going to edit any of it out. Because I don't know why. That's something I don't know how to do. So I'm sorry. But what I'm not sorry for... Uh, is the fact that, that this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, and I would like to thank you for watching. Nope. Thank you for listening. Don't know what you're watching. But thank you for listening. I would love it if you shared my podcast with your friends and loved ones. If you think they would like it. If you think they wouldn't like it, then don't tell them about it. Because I would like I just don't want any hate. But like, if you think they would like it, I would love a recommendation. I would love a follow. I would love a smile on your face. And I would love to see you next week for another episode. Goodbye.